0: This is the Rogan and Rodney podcast. Heard weekdays at noon on AM 570 LA Sports. Stream the show on the iHeartRadio app by searching AM 570 LA Sports or podcast the show on the iHeartRadio app by searching Rogan and Rodney.
1: 292.
0: AM 570 KLAC. 98.7 KYSR. HD2. Los Angeles.
2: Available anywhere using
0: the iHeartRadio app.
2: We continue Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM 570 L.A. Sports. Uh, All right, if you're just jumping in the car or getting back to work and listening on the app, LeBron is not playing tonight. Not going to play. Going to give it another day and then try it again tomorrow against Houston. Again, from my perspective, Rodney, what does it matter? I'm looking at them as if they're going to be in the play-in game, so let's just get ready for that.
3: Yeah, and and you want them to be healthy. If there's any question... Any question at all that, hey, I need another day of rest. I need, you know, just I don't want to push it. Then you give him that and playing tonight versus tomorrow's no big deal because it's it's really about being ready for the playoffs.
2: All right, and the guy who will have an opinion on that is a good friend of ours. You know him. Played in town. Played for the Clippers. Played at UCLA. It's great to welcome Ryan Hollins to the show. And Ryan, thank you for being here. Hey, what's going on, guys? Been a minute. It has been a minute. Thanks for jumping on today. All right. Uh, As we look at the upcoming NBA playoffs, let's start with the Lakers. And uh, LeBron, may play tonight. AD looks better. Where do you think the Lakers are right now, and what are the problems?
0: Man, the Lakers are in a very sensitive spot right now. You know, there's no championship without LeBron. The questions are how bad is that high ankle injury? Uh, you've got to be excited, though, if you are a Lakers fan, for the performance that Anthony Davis had the other night uh, against Phoenix really bouncing back because, he, let's just be honest, guys, he hadn't looked like himself all uh, all uh season long. No. So uh, the silver lining is LeBron gets healthy, AD's back and rolling, and you get Schroeder back, and you're looking like a championship contender. But, you know, all is lost without LeBron James, and if the Lakers fall into that playing game, How healthy is his ankle going to be? It may be around into the playoffs before he looks like himself. So you really have to take that high ankle sprain into consideration. Rodney, you know it. You guys in football, it's more of a common injury. You know, that can sideline guys for a season. We saw it in terms of Saquon Barkley and a number of other guys. So uh, a high ankle sprain is a huge, huge concern for LeBron, and especially at his age, and even more so the Lakers, because they can't do it without him.
3: Well, you, you you mentioned that that it may take him a series or two to kind of get him get him back to normal. Uh, are they going to have that luxury? Because you know we know LeBron is LeBron and he's a freak of nature, um, and he he will come back. I believe he will. Just to you know how how close to 100% will he be? But also, is there a chemistry issue that they're going to have
0: uh, early on when he does come back? Nah, you know with guys like LeBron James. Uh, you you don't have those issues. You know, I played alongside Ray John Rondo and we had never suited up with each other before. And, and, and and he, you know, he was hitting me on alley-oops and backdoor cuts as if we played together for a long time. So, you know, like certain guys, Jason Kidd, I played with certain guys, Chris Paul, certain guys just have a feel of the game, you know, and they come back and it's as if they've, they've never left those high IQ players. There's not too many that we can put on our, 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 on our list that can do that. So, I don't see the chemistry issues. If anything, everybody falls back into place. But, you know, you ask the question, all right, let's be real here. LeBron James gets back in, and he's not 100%, but he's on the floor. What are you going to need? You're going to need these guys by committee to step up and play well. You know, Drummond's going to have to be a live threat. AD's going to have to be aggressive. He can't sit back and be passive. Uh, in in these games, Caruso's going to have to pour in, you know, 10-plus points. You're going to need a complete effort because you can't fall into a situation where you become LeBron-centric, LeBron-heavy, where you don't just need the assist, you need the points. So that's what you're going to look for out of a first and possibly second round because at some point, he's got to come back or there is no season. There is no tomorrow, guys. (laughs) You know it. It, 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 These are one-and-done opportunities, and you fall down early in a series, and you don't have, you know, home-court advantage. Let's say a lot of these uh, arena's are able to let fans in. You know, it, it could be a this could be a real thing.
2: Well, if they get to that play in game situation, and right now it looks like they they will. And if they play Golden State, and right now it looks like they will. If there's one team I don't want to see Ryan in that play in situation, it's the Warriors with Steph Curry. That that is a bit concerning to me.
0: Yeah, but listen, the only worry to me is LeBron going into that situation. I, let's just be honest; you're going to box in one Curry. Uh, Caruso and KCP have 10 fouls to use on them. You know, it, it, it'll be a real disappointment uh, if you lose the Golden State. Draymond Green would have to knock down, you know, six or seven threes. I get the scare, though. This is a March Madness-type feel, and anything can happen, guys. You shoot number one, Gonzaga got, got the break speed off of him by Baylor, you know, in March Madness. So, uh, ultimately, I, I get the scare, but the Lakers should be all right okay i i, I know you, you love curry you know could be 50 plus 40 plus from him but 50 points from curry still should not beat you with that roster as constructed
3: yeah he's the, you're right it's still scary you know he, he, he gonna keep them in the game that's the whole thing but but yeah uh, lebron in the game is not they're not gonna he, he's not gonna let that team lose in that playoff round um you Ryan, you're, you're a big man. You mentioned A.D. has to be A.D. A.D., until LeBron gets back to where we see LeBron being LeBron, A.D. is going to have to not be passive. He's going to have to step up his game. Ryan, you're a big man. I've seen you play, watched you play, watched a lot of big men. I I don't know if I remember a big man going down as much as A.D. going down, man. Do you see that, or is
0: this, is? am I seeing something? Rodney you know it just certain guys have the injury bug I played with Kyrie it may be like a finger it may be a wrist an elbow you know a shoulder and it's just certain guys dude they just have the injury bug and they're able to come back and compete at a high level but it's never anything real it's just knickknacky you know Achilles it's knee it's ankle and you know how the body Uh, no but I mean on the ground Ryan Right, I mean, I mean him on the ground as much as
3: I've seen a big man on the ground. I mean, I know he plays, he's inside, uh, well, he does his thing, but the, he's on
0: the ground a lot. A that you put the, yeah, 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 no, 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 okay, my bad. Um, you know, for a guy that you put the ball in his hands as much, um you know, he, here's the crazy part. You got to sell fouls in the NBA. You know, Anthony Davis is much improved as, as far as strength, but you got to sell fouls and you're going to get beat up. So, you know, he is good. He's not – it's weird. Anthony Davis, from what I remember him when he got in the league, he was very slight of frame, and he's put on an immense amount of strength. But he still plays a finesse game, so it's part of selling those fouls. And, you know, when you're getting back, you're a little wobbly, you are going to hit the ground. So um, I don't think it stands out as anything crazy. I just think because of his frame and his playing style, you know, he's not like a Joel Embiid trying to ram through you uh, in certain instances. You know, he doesn't have that type of frame, so – I, I see it. Um, it does concern Every time you hit the ground, it hurts. <laughs> you know, you, you yeah. ain't no spring chicken no more. Those hurts are a little different. But um, I, I would say, due to his frame, it is pretty common in a guy who's a high volume scorer, high volume uh, in your offense. Ryan Hollins with us. Fred Rogan
2: and Rodney P on AM 570 LA Sports. All right. So it's always the if game. If the Lakers are healthy, if they can play up to their capability, hard to pick against them. Look at Brooklyn. If Brooklyn is healthy, if they play up to their capability, they may be the best team in the league. The problem, Ryan, at this time is there's a lot of ifs, and everybody's dinged up. That happens from the very beginning. But you don't really know how healthy anyone is truly
0: going to be. What do you think of Brooklyn? Brooklyn's scary, man. I know the defense isn't there. Uh, I, I know losing LaMarcus Aldridge uh, to complications uh, was tough, but you're looking at the greatest assembly of scores in NBA history. James Harden, we hadn't seen in the playoffs, but he, he scores the ball at a historical pace. We don't need to speak about the numbers. Kevin Durant ar- Kevin Durant, arguably, and you're going to hear me say it, the greatest scorer that we have ever seen play the game, if not for sure the most talented, okay, uh, and then Kyrie Irving. Uh, arguably the most talented point guard I've ever played with and maybe to ever play the game. Tyree can shoot, he can dribble, he can pass, he can spin it. He he, the, he One of the toughest, centers. he may be the most talented as far as well-versed all the way around up there. A bit, uh, and don't go wild, I'm just saying talent. I'm not saying accomplished, I'm not saying mindset, I'm saying talent. He's got all that. And if they're healthy, I just don't know how you guard them because James Harden has fallen into a role of facilitator that's making all those guys comfortable and the question mark was, are they just going to be playing a lot of isolation ball? No, they're not. They're sharing the ball and playing beautiful basketball. So the rest of the league has to be in fear. And if that three-headed monster healthy sees LeBron James, LeBron's going to be looking like he looked against Golden State. Like, yo, like I can't guard everybody. Like, I got my 30, but Katie got his 30, Kyrie got his 30, and James got his 30. We can't beat them. That could be an extreme problem for the Lakers, guys. Now, the the, the question mark is how well are they going to shoot the basketball because you know it, Fred, Rodney, you guys have watched just enough of basketball, if not more than myself. If you fall in love with that three, you can die by it. And the Lakers are a team that's built with Drummond, A.D., LeBron healthy that will beat you up in the paint and defend you. And that's how they won their championship last year. But I tell you, this is a different monster in the Nets. And honestly, man, I don't even think we know from what we've seen how – how potent of an offense that they can be! I agree with you. I agree. We we just talking about
3: you know Harden, uh, Kyrie, and and Kevin Durant, but their role players are, are as good as anybody too. So you know you can't forget about those guys because they they will they will add to the party. Um, you know, Ryan, last year with the Clippers, they they talked about their their demise and it was a chemistry issue, and and then we saw Doc get bounced out, and he's now in Philly doing his thing. I'm happy for him, but they, they talked a lot about it being a chemistry and they're not playing together. Well, they haven't played a whole lot together this year either, um, but they're still a very talented team. What do you? How do you assess the Clippers going into the playoffs?
0: Well, here's the reality. Uh, you know, Paul George is, is healthy, you know, and he missed all the training camp last season, and even though they haven't played together uh, in, in the sense of practice because, you know, Kawhi ain't going to be doing too much practice They've been on the court together. So the Clippers are dangerous because they're they're humble, man. Not just how they're healthy, they're humble. And they've shifted in a direction to clean up the locker room and just said, hey, we're committed to Kawhi. Uh, you know, Lou and Trez, we love you. Thank you for the six-man awards, but we're going to go with the world champ here in Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, you, you, you were excited. We were all excited that they would work together as one, but ultimately they had issues in the locker room that they don't have this year. Health comes into play. You know, the Clippers are a team that's under the radar. You know, the, the, like the Lakers, Fred, you know this. Both of you guys know this. Like, the Lakers need to be in the spotlight. Like, no, yeah. like the Lakers are national TV. The Clippers ain't that. They thrive well, and I played for the Clippers in a situation where they're under the radar. And that's where we're seeing Kawhi Leonard. Are they begging for the spotlight? You know, he'll take the money uh, from from those, those ads and those commercials. But, you know, he just wants to go about and just hoop and, and do and do what he does. But he's not the LeBron James that needs the lights and the glamor and the glitz and, and and all that. So that's, what's working well for the Clippers right now. And, I, and I'll be honest, they're scary. We're talking about the nets and the Lakers. The Clippers are scary, man.
2: Uh, Ryan, you said they had to clean up the locker room. what do you mean by that?
0: There is a, there is a a, 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 a divide between the new guys and the way they came in to do things and the old guys, the way that the things were working. So, Lou and Trez were amazing, and there was a culture that was set that they were winning with, and the team overachieved the year prior. Kawhi came in, PG came in, practices were missed. You know, late to the plane. you know, there was preferential treatment that you hadn't seen in the organization the year prior. So players can be frustrated when that happens, and then when you're getting preferential treatment on the, off the court and you don't produce on the court, frustration set in. And we saw that with Paul George last season. So um, they just had things that they had to figure out. I'm not going to name or, or dive into a specific situation, but when you don't sign back Montrez Harrell and he moves on and you essentially just let him walk for a price that you could have had him for and had Serge Ibaka for at the same time, you know there was issues there and things that had gone on. Yeah, no doubt. No
3: doubt. There's there's always a click, a division in, in, in a locker room, and you wonder what – what uh what triggers that and i and just to stay current i said that about the whole situation with tim tebow down in jack in jacksonville that 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 could be Mm -hmm. a locker room divisive situation if it does if they don't handle that right um ryan you mentioned you mentioned rondo earlier and certainly he was a huge factor for the lakers and and being a guy that's high iq can come in and play at any time and he and he helped the lakers win a title if you quietest kept he, he was a co mvp of that whole run they they had for the championship oh, yeah. but now that he's with the clippers how do you see his role there do you think he can put, you know do the rondo magic again
0: you know rondo actually fits better with the clippers so Lu is there so you know rondo knows the defense he understands what time it is i, I played with rondo in boston and and is one of the coaches and i had tylu in la also But the reality, when we're looking at Rajon Rondo, he fits better with the Clippers. Why do I say that? They don't need his offense. Kawhi Leonard is so prolific. You just need to get him easy buckets and get him the ball. You know, uh, Paul George. Paul George was begging, saying, yo, Paul George had to create too much offense for himself, and that's why he struggled in the playoffs. If you put him him in a situation where he can just be 6'8", and be athletic and and tall, he's going to thrive and succeed. That's what Rajon Rondo does. Rajon Rondo has the type of mindset and IQ and I've been at an NBA top 100 clinic coaching with Rajon Rondo so I'll speak this from from out of experience he could step in and be a head coach right now he could have that you know Jason Kidd uh, Steve Nash type of effect and he's that high IQ that smart so you know you get a guy who's truly a reflection of a coach on the floor but the biggest difference is from Heat Rondo and the Lakers. Rondo, and the covers—they don't need his offense. The Lakers need him to hit a, you know, a couple threes or a three here, or there, or two to play off ball outside of LeBron James in time. And he was excellent. But this team is not going to need Rondo to score the basketball. You can, you move and get out the way and watch the Kawhi show.
2: <laughs> Ryan Hollins with us, Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM five seventy LA Sports talking about guards. And Rodney and kicked this around in the first hour. Russell Westbrook, an incredible feat, beating the Big O most triple-doubles in league history. I, I said, you know, he's a great regular season guy, and he brings fans to the edge of their seats, and he's fun to watch, and he's worth the price of admission. He's not going to win in the playoffs. He He's not going to win a title. He's not a playoff guy, but he's a great regular season guy. At least that's how I see it. Am I right or wrong?
0: Yes and no. I, you know, if, if we're a fifth, we'd all be drunk, guys. You know, if Kevin Garnett was in, in – in- San Antonio and Tim Duncan was in Minnesota. Will we yeah. see the same Tim Duncan again? You know, so I think uh, in a different scenario, different coaching, Russell Westbrook would be an NBA champ. You know, and they had all the talent in the world in OKC. I mean, literally three MVPs on one team. We could, it, they were young at the time, but they just didn't know how to manage. They didn't know what they had, and it and it just it didn't work out, guys. But I think in another scenario, uh, Russell Westbrook is is a world champ, and you know he's had. A, a, I mean, a Hall of Fame career to date. So right now, all we can go off is the disappointing moments in the playoffs. And I think maybe too much was asked of Russ. You know, he he won a scoring uh, a title before. And, and when you look at Russ, maybe Russ isn't a scorer. The NBA has changed that the three-point line uh, ends up being king. The three ball king in the league where he, you know, at times is struggling and hasn't improved shooting the three ball. So I think in a different scenario, Russell Westbrook is a road champ. But all that we can see, guys, and and, and, and Rodney, I know you're huge on this, man. You know, I got to judge you on what you are, not what I think you could be. So, uh, to right now, he's a regular season performer. And and, and there's not too much of a bark or a bite you can have for anybody who questions that.
3: No, you're absolutely right. But I agree with you with the situation. You know, had that... And that 3 stuck together in OKC for another 3 4 years I think they might win one. Um so so it's it's different. I always say that about Barry Sanders. Put him in Dallas, no disrespect to Emmitt, but put him in Dallas, they got they got five they got five titles down there. Um so it, it can go both ways. Um you know when you when you talk about the Lakers again and just kind of diving back into them, they you know they they bring in drummond and, and we talked about lebron not needing you know the time to kind of get back into the groove Casal's now playing again a lot more minutes and he's looks like a more effective guy are they going to have that whole three rotation with montrez cuz montrez got his issues with with big big time centers and and guys that that outsize him how do they work the three center situation
0: well it, it depends on the series that they're in You know, uh, Drummond needs LeBron. When LeBron is back, he's going to say, I love you, Gasol, but I need a guy rolling to the rim and a big fella to have my back, you know. Uh, You know, if if there's a team that you need a little more cerebral uh, from, uh, you know, the the thought process, uh, Gasol's going to be your guy, maybe against Jokic. You know, Gasol can probably guard Jokic extremely well because, you know, he's a high IQ guy. They're going to be sitting there trying to outsmart each other. I played with, with Gasol, and if you find a team that goes small, Trez is arguably the best small ball center in the league, but you don't want Trez having to guard Jokic. You don't want Trez having to guard these bigger guys. He's going to be a whole less, lot less effective. But defensively, Trez can get out and switch and pick and roll and guard. So I think those three, you got a nice dynamic mix of, of centers. You like Drummond to be a little better of a shot blocker uh, in the mix. But, you know, I, I think the Lakers have something they can work with. You know, Frank Vogel just going to have to be transparent, clear with those guys and just let them know, uh, when they're going to be playing or not playing, you know, and they'll they'll commit to him and grow from there. You, and you know how it is. Rodney, if you if you know, hey, man, I'm calling your number tonight. You know, Rodney, I need you to throw for 300. You're going to come with the mindset. That, you know, yeah. if you're coming in the mindset with, now Rodney handed our ball off, you know, 30 times a game. That's what it is, you know, and that's all players want is that transparency. All
2: right. Well, you were transparent with us today, Ryan. We really appreciate you jumping on. It It's good <laughs> catching up with you.
0: Thank you. Appreciate you guys, man. We'll talk soon. You got to keep lighting up the airways, man. I love listening. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Don't, hey, don't make it too long
3: before you come back and talk to us.
0: Oh man, I, man, that's all, Mister Figures back there, man. Don't put that on me, man. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right, we'll talk to Kevin about it, Ryan.
0: <laughs>
2: Thanks, man. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, Ryan. Good guy.
3: Yeah, absolutely knows his stuff. I always like to hear, you know, guys like Ryan come on and talk about just, you know that, that you know, played and those that locker room talk. I mean, he knows. he knows, you know, when he was talking about the locker room, the yeah. chemistry, sometimes people got to go to separate them and you got to make choices. Yeah. And that happens often in sports.
2: You know, earlier uh, during the noon hour, we talked about this. We're going to open the phone, take a couple of calls here. Here's the question. When we were talking about the Lakers tonight and they're playing the New York Knicks, and you can also look at it, it the way the Dodgers do it. Think of this. If the Lakers had not done what they did, LeBron wouldn't be here, A.D. wouldn't be here, and they would not have won a title. Now, they could have stayed with all the young guys and built and built, and they would have been the players that you here in Los Angeles would have embraced. They would have become your stars, but they did what they had to do. They went for it. They pushed all the chips in. So now think of this for a second, and it's going to be generational. Younger people will say one thing, I think, and some of our older listeners will say something else, so it'll be interesting. Here's your choices. A, we're going to start with a group of guys. They're all going to be very young. We're going to watch them grow. We're going to watch them develop. And eventually, we hope they're going to win a title. But they're certainly going to be our guys because they've been here from the very beginning. Or there's this approach. Every year, we have the ability to change our guys. You may not have any of the same guys, but every year this new team will always have a better chance to win a title and probably will win one first. So what would you do as a fan? Would you rather see all of them together grow, live with the growing pains, get to a point where they finally hoist the trophy, or every year we're going to switch all the guys We're going to bring new guys in, and this group has a bona fide chance to win a title every year. Okay, what would you do? You're the fan. We'll get them. We'll grow them. We'll watch them, and they've got a shot. Or we're going to switch them out every year. New guys. Different guys wear that jersey every year, but every year they've got a better chance to win. 866-987-2570.
0: Bringing you LA's best sports talk weekdays noon to three. Rogan and Rodney. Knew, barely read the scripture, but I'm spiritual. Let's go. Seven figures, seven. Thank you, God. It's a miracle. Okay. Turned on the lights and you see roaches in our cereal. What the you, f- you can touch me now. We ain't. Yes, Freddie. Like it's Tuesday. Let's yeah.
3: go.
0: I got
2: feelings, too. Tuesday, indeed. Dodgers back early. home we tonight to against Seattle. You'll we will hear it here on AM so 570. We robbed,
0: we robbed too. Lakers have the Knicks
2: the tonight. Problem. No LeBron playing. Here's time. your question. Your now think about this, Laker fans. Two. Julius you know, Randle is know, in town, town tonight. Started with the Lakers. Pretty good player now. All-star. You know, some said maybe you toss him into the MVP conversation. I don't know if he's there, but I know this. He's pretty darn good. And the Lakers had to make a decision. Keep him or let him go? Pay him? Or are we going to go for it and start moving pieces so ultimately we can get guys that can win us a title? That's what they did. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, D'Angelo Russell. All of these guys were here, and I guess if you gave them enough time, they could be a pretty good team because individually now, they've all really come into their own. But you can't do that in a market like Los Angeles. you got to go for it you got to be relevant, and to be relevant, you got to win. So, as a fan, how would you look at this? Would you rather have a team get these young guys, watch them grow, watch them develop, root for them every year, they become part of the fabric of the community, and then they have a shot to win some years down the road? Or would you flip the whole switch? Would you say, here's what we're going to do. Every year we're going to bring in new guys. Everybody goes. We're bringing in all new players. It's the uniform that matters. The players we bring in every year will have more of a chance to win a title. We're going to go for it every year. What would you do as a fan? What would you rather see? Jeremy and Westchester, appreciate you holding. Go ahead.
0: You know, Fred, it's got to be a little bit of both. Um, Obviously, it would be ideal to run it the way the Warriors did, but in our case, we had to We had to send those guys. They're phenomenal players, but they weren't going to blossom in our system with LeBron. You love to root from a guy from start to finish. That's why nobody will be as beloved as Kobe Bryant. But you, it's got to be a little bit of both. It's so great that we kept Kuzma and still have that homegrown feel. Uh, but that's my take.
2: All right, I appreciate that, Jeremy. Thanks for calling.
3: Rodney, what do you think? Um... <laughs> I think you can't it can't I agree with him a little bit it can't be all or nothing you know you can't be okay I'm going for it every year I'm going to bring in somebody new I'm going to bring in some stars because there is such a thing called chemistry it's very rare that you bring everybody together and they win it in that first year Miami didn't do it um Clippers didn't do it last year when they brought the, the, the two together um and LeBron was here and then you know AD came but um I, I like the little bit of both, and I like what he said about keeping Kuzma around so you do have that, that built because you got to have layers. You can't be in a situation where you you win the title or you, and you become the Boston Red Sox where you mortgage everybody off and you can't win again. You're not going to win again for another 10 years. You want to try to keep a legacy going so you stagger your stars so you can keep some sort of foundation.
2: All right, let's go uh, Chris in Palmdale. Chris, what do you think?
1: Uh, I think you're going to have to do a little bit of both. And I think, well, I'm I'm not a super huge basketball guy, but I mean, if you look at the Los Angeles Kings, how they did it, you know, when Lombardi came in, he said, it's going to take time, but he built that team up so it could last. He had a strong team of young players that would last a long time. But then towards the end, he ended up bringing some stars in to kind of help push that team and give it that extra bump towards the end. And that's how they ended up getting two championships within, what, three years, I think it was, Fred? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, he did. You know what he did? He went for it. You're right. He pushed all the chips in the
1: middle and said, let's go. Yeah. But, yeah the result. Yeah. But I mean, initially he, he ended up, he, he told him it's going to take time and he wanted to farm those players and did everything through the draft first. So he had all those young players and then bought those stars in towards the end to get those two championships because he knew it wasn't just going to be just young players in the very beginning.
2: Yeah. But the, you know what the danger with that was, Chris? Um, and, and you're seeing it if you're a Kings fan. Okay, we won. Oh,
1: yeah, I'm seeing it now. Yeah, yeah, now we're old. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now we're yeah, really old so and we now pay you gotta, all these guys.
1: Yeah, and now now you have different people in the front office, so now you have you know yeah. you have a different layout on how they're gonna do things. Yeah.
2: Chris, thanks for the call. Hey, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Andres in LA, go ahead.
0: How's it going, gentlemen? Good. The, the Lakers did absolutely what they were supposed to do. They got a championship. Randall is on a contract here. That's why he's balling his brains out right now. He wants to get paid. And the only way to do it is, is, to, is to ball out the way he's doing it right now. And that's why he's doing so good,
1: you
2: know? Yeah, but... And, and the Lakers are going
1: to be fine. Andres, They're going to get Andres, the playoffs.
2: But, Andres, Andres, yes, sir. could it also be that besides he's balling out because he's on a contract year, could it also be he's finally got to a point now where he's going to be the player everybody hoped? Yep, yeah. That's true, but, man, what that increase did was the right thing to do. We got a championship. We might even get two out of it, so we're good. All right. Ooh. Andres, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Eight six six nine eight seven two five seventy. There are different ways to do it, but what's interesting to me, Rodney, and what I wanted to know from the fans' perspective is, do you really want to grow with these guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you love the team, or do you love the players?
3: Yeah, and it's and sometimes it depends on, you know, if you get a group of young guys in, that's that's great you want to grow it but you can't necessarily grow with all of them you know you want to be able to grow with some that you drafted and and say this is this is uh, uh we scouted this guy we wanted this guy we drafted this guy and he's with us um as the caller mentioned with with Kobe Bryant and watched him blossom into the player and the champion that he was and so yeah you want to do that but you just you, nowadays you can't keep a nucleus like they had they had four young guys that You know, you wonder how trying to keep them all would have been very, very difficult.
2: Okay, let's go Jeff in Temple City. Go ahead, Jeff.
0: Hey, you know, we uh, won a championship last year, if I can remember. And uh, I hate to tell you, but we had to trade some assets to get AD and, you know, with LeBron. So, it's all good in Laker Nation. I, I don't understand... Uh, You know, I mean, these guys, we didn't know if they were going to develop. I mean, they're doing great on their teams right now. But didn't we get a championship last year? Yeah, I believe we
2: did, Jeff. I I do believe we did. You're absolutely right. All right. Goodbye, Jeff. Uh, Let's do Solomon and Lake Balboa. Go ahead, Solomon. Hey, thanks, guys. Here's the thing.
0: Watching a team grow, yeah, maybe if you're in New Orleans, not in L.A., man, the Stars come here to play. And in L.A., the standard is ridiculous. You don't just have to win every year. you got to win a championship every year. So if you own the Lakers, you go, what are the best players we can assemble to win the championship? And that's how it rolls. And if you want to hold on to young players, you better make sure you make the right choice. I would rather have Brandon Ingram right now than Kyle Kuzma. Thank you very much. So you got to be careful with that one.
2: Okay. Appreciate that, Solomon. Yeah, different ways to look at it, Rodney. No question yeah. about it.
3: And that's a perfect example. You know, one of those guys had to go. And, you know, one it was going to be Kuzma or Brandon Ingram. And, you know, I think a lot of people felt from talent standpoint, uh, Brandon Ingram, you know, had a, a, a tremendous upside, but Kyle Kuzma was the better fit, and LeBron wanted Kyle Kuzma.
0: All right,
2: let's go uh, Manny and Gardena real quick. Go ahead, Manny.
0: Hey, uh, Fred. Happy belated bicentennial birthday, man. Appreciate it. It was that. uh great to hear the family <laughs> chime in last week. Rodney, great job. Hey, real quick, Kevin Figures has become um the weekend host for everybody, man. Like, well, he's like a guest host on the fellas. So if you guys are up at six a.m. Uh, Eastern time, join us on the fellas with K Fig. Love as far it. as the team goes the, plug, the lakers <laughs> you know what uh you gotta go championship you gotta push the chips in every year
1: freddie you know that hey especially when you got freddie rogan on channel four talking about you have to win you have to make a splash i mean hey setting <laughs> trans right you do manny
2: <laughs> yeah i think in la you do have to thanks for the call and we'll wrap it up with matt and glendale what do you think matt
0: Hey, guys. Yeah, uh, I got to agree with the caller who just went because um, the culture of L.A. is not a patient culture. It's not the kind of place where people want to sit around and, okay, maybe next year, maybe next year. This is the culture where we've got too much to do and too much going on. We want winners right now to pay attention to. And so I think that the Lakers understand that and they made the right decision. That's how you build in L.A.
2: Appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, Uh, Rodney, you know what we haven't done today? What's that? We haven't played Know Your Squad. Oh, come on now.
3: Should we We do it? We got to do it, Fred.
2: I just realized it. We got to do it. Yeah, we had Jacob on in the first hour. Yeah, we got to get this in, though. All right, let's go. Little Know Your Squad, 866-987-2570. Here's the way we're going to do it. First caller, you call. Kevin will pick you up, put you on the air. You'll play Rodney and Ronnie. Today, all right, this will appeal to a lot of folks. The squad is the Dodgers. First call, who wants to play?
3: Yeah. yeah, that's right. Rogan and Rodney Roulette.
0: Know your squad. All
3: right,
2: your world champion Dodgers return to Dodger Stadium tonight. They'll take on the Seattle Mariners at seven. You can hear every play on AM570 LA Sports. And now you can listen to every game in HD on the free iHeartRadio app. Search AM570 LA Sports. Okay, Chris and Westchester, you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. Cool. Uh, Ronnie, you ready? Fred, I think I'm ready. All right, Snow, your squad today. The squad is the Dodgers. Please, please allow me to give all five answers or possibilities before you answer. If you answer before I've given all five, you will be locked out.
3: Don't get locked out, Ronnie. I'll
2: try not. Okay, Chris, you know the rules, right? Yeah, I got them. Here we go. Zach Granke holds the record for lowest career ERA in LA Dodger history. Which of these pitchers has the lowest career ERA in Los Angeles Dodger history? Clayton Kershaw. Read that okay, hold on. We Give hit it right, Fred. Jeez.
0: It's not Fred's fault, it was my fault. I, I miswrote this time. It's just
2: easier to blame Fred. It is. Yeah. But it was
0: yeah. me. So, so Granke holds the record, who was second in L.A. Dodger history with lowest career ERA? That is the question. Who yeah. so is second?
2: Clayton Kershaw, Kenley Jansen, Sandy Koufax, Don Drysdale, or Don Cheadle? Sandy Koufax. Koufax.
1: Don Drysdale. Sandy Kershaw.
2: Nelson, no, Don Sutton. Sandy no Koufax. Good. And it is no good. Don Sutton. What? How about no? Fernando Valenzuela. No good.
3: Oh, We said them all. I don't think you said them Orl all. Oral Hershiser. Nelson, no, No, We said Drysdale, Koufax, Kershaw, and... Jansen. 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 Kaley Jansen. Chris got it. I said that first, Dad. Oh, you did? Yeah, he did. All right. He got it anyway. Yeah, speak of I should get two points.
2: points. No, 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 no.
3: Stop begging. Stop begging.
2: Although I like your attitude. (laughs) Good try. Here's your next one. Who holds the franchise record with 3,658 games managed with the Dodgers? Tommy Lasorda Wilbert Robinson Walter Alston Leo DeRocher or Leo DiCaprio Walter Leo Alston. DeRocher Walter Alston Tommy Lasorda no Walter Alston Ronnie It was Walter Alston Son of a That's alright It's okay Chris has got one Ronnie's got one What Which... I Me, mean, I got Fred. You got nothing <laughs> You got goose Damn. egg now Damn It's alright It's early Which of these prospects Did the Dodgers trade to the Angels for Howie Kendrick in 2014? Tyler Skaggs, Andrew Heaney, Matt Shoemaker, Ricky Nolasco, or Ricky Martin? Ricky Ricky Nolasco. No
0: good! Andrew Heaney.
2: Andrew Heaney. Heaney. Ronnie. it was Andrew Heaney. Rodney, who'd you say? Rodney,
3: who'd you say? Maxwell Smart. (laughs) <laughs> I appreciate you calling me out, Brad. No, that was
2: funny, though. I wanted you to say it again. That was pretty funny. Okay. Who currently leads the Dodgers and runs scored with 27? Justin Turner, Corey Seager, Mookie Betts, Chris Taylor, or Hound Dog Taylor? Chris, Chris, Taylor. Taylor. Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor is
3: correct. And Rodney got that. Oh, Did Rodney get that?
2: You may have to check the tape there, Fred. It was very close. Yeah, and Chris, you jumped in too, but I know you were a little behind. I'm feeling pretty confident about that one. Are oh, you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Okay, well, Kevin will get the tape. We'll listen to it. I got the it. delay. No, you don't have a delay. I actually thought it was a <laughs> tie. We got it. We got it. Here Let's hear. Go. It. Chris Taylor or Hound Dog Taylor? Chris, Chris Taylor. 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 Chris Taylor. Really? Chris Taylor. Taylor. Chris Taylor. Ooh. Ooh. I got to wow. call that a tie. Got to okay. call it a tie. Definitely a tie. All right. Really so squeaky close the there, Rodney. Biggie. Yeah, well, it was close because it was a tie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was in there, too. Yeah, you were. You were in there, Chris. By the way, Chris, you got a shot here, so get this one, okay? All right. Who holds the Dodgers record for most home runs in a single season with 49. Adrian Beltre, Sean Green, Cody Ballinger, Gary Sheffield, or Gary Coleman? Sean, Sean Green. Sh- oh. Gary Sheffield. Sean Green. That's a tie. I don't How's know. that a oh, tie? it's a tie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just fun to check the
3: tape. You
2: don't think that was a tie, All Right. I we'll won't check it. Give me a second. Boy, that sounded like a tie to me.
3: It did? Yeah. Oh, it's because we're on different headsets. It sounds different. No, Maybe he- I, hear, I hear myself first.
2: You do? Who was it? Sean yeah. Green? Yeah, it was Sean Green.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Kevin's got it. Here we go. Gary Sheffield or Gary Coleman? Sean Green. Green. That's a tie. That's what? a tie. Okay. Ronnie, well, okay. I mean, Rodney, what? Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, it's a tie. That's a tie. Right. A tie. Are you pouting? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't have to like the tie, Fred.
2: Okay. All right.
3: I don't like the ties. I get it. So here we are. Last question.
2: This is where we're at. Ronnie, you have two. Chris, you have one, so you can tie. Rodney? What do I got? You got nothing. You got two ties. You got nothing. I thought that counts as one. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> no? No. no. A tie, I should have two. No. Well, no. Then Ronnie should have three. No. Ties, we throw them out. So here we are. This is This it. should be worth three. This. No, you don't want this to be worth three. Oh. Because if Why, worth- then I win. Wow, Chris is confident.
3: I think Chris I- is confident.
2: Chris, I think i just play for the tie here overall. Because if it's worth three and you don't get I it, thought you I play to win, it, Fred. I play to win. That's what I'm talking about. Right there. That's what
3: I'm talking about.
2: This one is officially worth three. Rodney, you got a shot. Right. You got a Damn shot. Damn right.
3: Back. Let's it go. for everybody
2: except for Ronnie. Yeah. Bad for Ronnie. <laughs> I'll take my chances. Here we go. Corey Seager was tied for the team high in batting average during the 2020 World Series with a 400 average. Who was he tied with? Jock Peterson, Max Muncy, Justin Turner, Kike Hernandez, or Hercules Hernandez? Jock Peterson. Peterson. Oh, my God. Jock nothing. It was Jock Peterson.
3: But Rodney. <laughs> yeah, at- <laughs> Rodney. <laughs> you want to
2: check that tape? We are checking the tape. We are. Here we go. Kike Hernandez or Hercules Hernandez. Jack Peterson. Or Hercules Hernandez. Jack Peterson.
3: Peterson. Yeah, that's daddy. (laughs) That's daddy. Did daddy daddy daddy. win? Did daddy win?
2: That's daddy. No, I I, I, I think it's a tie there, Rodney. We got the trifecta with the tie. Or Hercules Hernandez. Jack Peterson. Oh, that's daddy. Oh, that's daddy. You know what? That's Uh, daddy. Honestly, honestly, that might have been daddy. Chris, who was that? That might have been daddy.
0: I don't Who know. Was like, I heard Ronnie, but
2: you're just louder than Ronnie.
1: Doc uh, Peterson. Doc Peterson. Doc
2: Peter. Peterson. It's all
0: at like the same
1: time That's to me. That's like another tie. Is this the first
2: time Daddy's been all shut right. out? Sorry, Daddy. Hey. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. I tried to
0: give you the offense. I sorry. know you, you did. did. I know you did. Can y'all
1: not say I sorry, know you Daddy.
3: It's getting Even, real, real yeah. weird over here. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really uncomfortable over here. <laughs> hey,
2: yikes. Hey, Chris, thanks for listening to the show, and thanks for playing today. We really appreciate it. All right, have a good one. You too. Laker insider Bill Orme will join us at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, we'll get you caught up in everything that has happened today up to the second with It's Lit.